Amen. I want to say thank you to God for the opportunity to be here to bring God's word to you. And those joining us for the second service, I want to say thank you for allowing us to bring God's word into your house. And I pray the Lord will bless you all in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, let us pray. Everlasting Father, we just want to say thank you again for your grace and mercy. Thank for your word that you have prepared to bless us with today. Oh Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless us with your word richly in the name of Jesus. Beyond my preparation, let your word comfort expressly in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that you help us to rekindle the holy passion for you, for your people and for your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you are faithful, God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is our month of passion. Hallelujah. And so far in this month, by the help of God, our pastor has you know, taught us about this concept of passion. And we say passion is actually, is actually a tool for seeking God. That motivation to seek God is what we define as passion. And pastor said there are two applications, possible applications. The proper applications of passion will give birth to love. However, the wrong or the improper use of passion will lead to lust. Praise God. And in the course of the, week, uh, the month, we have considered the father's business. That is, having that passion for God. Having that passion for God's people. Hallelujah. So if you miss any of the Sunday services, please go on uh, Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast to search for Place of Victory podcast. We are also available on YouTube. And I pray as you do this, God bless you in Jesus' name. So today, by the help, by the grace of God, we want to talk about passion for God's kingdom. Passion for God's kingdom. And my exhortation to you today is entitled, The Passionate Pursuit of God's Kingdom. Hallelujah. I want us to echo it together. The Passionate Pursuit of God's Kingdom. And by the grace of God, we'll be reading from the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It's on the screen. However, if you have your Bible, please open your Bible and let's read God's word together. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go. One, two, go. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. It's a single verse, but it's yet it's a powerful one. Hallelujah. So we've looked at passion, and we would say that passion is a very powerful tool. Hallelujah. It is very intense, it is driven, and most times it is born out of conviction. Hallelujah. So we as children of God, we as Christians, we have been called to be passionate people. We cannot afford not to be interested in the things happening around us. We cannot be afford not to be interested in the kingdom things. Hallelujah. So we have been charged and called to drive the kingdom agenda. And this kingdom agenda for each and every one of us is tied to your purpose in life. Hallelujah. So passionate people are very energetic. Passionate people are driven. Passionate people are authentic. Hallelujah. And passionate people are resilient. Look at being driven, being authentic, being energetic, and being resilient. 
who best embodies all these attributes other than our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. So we as God's children, we have been called to have a holy passion that is inflamed by a godly motive. Jesus Christ was very passionate and we have been called to be like him. Hallelujah. So because Jesus, our role model, our, our, the anchor, the author and finisher of our faith is very passionate, we are also called to be passionate. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. So the question that comes to mind for each and every one of us is, what are you passionate about? Can you ask your neighbor, what are you passionate about? What is that? Hallelujah. What is that thing that can keep you awake all the night? How many of us have ever spent sleep a night, you, you are doing something, and because of what you are involved in, you decide not to sleep? Anybody? Yes? Hallelujah. What is that thing that keeps you going even when all odds are against you? What is that thing that keeps you running as though you are on fire? That is what you are passionate about. So begin to look inward. What is that thing that is driving you? Because we know that Jesus Christ is passionate about God's kingdom. We as his followers, we have to be passionate about God's kingdom. Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 49. Bible says, and he said to them, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? This was Jesus Christ. How old? Maybe 12 years old. They went to, to Jerusalem, to the temple, as they always do every year. But that year, it just appears that Jesus Christ disappeared. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the father and mother, they were looking for him. And they went back to Jerusalem. And they found him in the temple. And when they asked, we have been looking for you. He said, why, do you, why are you looking for me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? My father's business is talking about the kingdom of God. If you look at the book of John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus Christ was saying here that the Bible says, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. This was Jesus when his disciples came to him and said, Master, have you eaten? And Jesus said, my food, my nourishment is in doing the work of my father. I know there are a lot of us here that you might be engaged in something and you forget that you have not even eaten. Praise God. That is the place that Jesus Christ was. He was so passionate about the kingdom that it comes first. So when we talk about God's kingdom, what do we really mean? God's kingdom is simply wherever God reigns. Hallelujah. And like that song that we, we sang earlier, God is here. Yes? Is he reigning here? So this is part of God's kingdom. So since God reigns everywhere, everywhere in the heaven and on earth is part of his kingdom. Now this kingdom of God that we are talking about is not abstract. It's not theory that has not been proven. The kingdom of God is talking about the king and his domain. He's talking about the king and his domain. And for the king that have a domain, he has a responsibility over every citizen in his domain. Hallelujah. 
Jesus Christ, like I said, was very passionate about the kingdom. And there are more than 80 times in the New Testament that Jesus talked about the kingdom. And we know that Jesus Christ taught with parables a lot. But in all his parables, at least 10 focused on talking about the kingdom. We have the parable of the hidden treasure in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. We have parable of the pearl of great price, Matthew 13, 45 to 46. We have parable of the mustard seed, the wheat and the weed, the parable of the good Samaritan, and that of the prodigal son, the lost coin, the lost sheep. They are all talking about the kingdom of God. And in, because of today's discussion, we will be drilling down a bit into the parable of the hidden treasure. Hallelujah. And I pray that the Lord will ignite in us that passion for him in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's talk about being passionate for God's kingdom. Or we say passionate pursuit of God's kingdom. What do we really mean? There are so many ways you can interpret it, as we all know, by God's grace, that if you give any, every one of us here the same scripture, different interpretation we, we, we might come up with. But for this discussion, I would say that passionate pursuit of the kingdom of God simply means seeking God's kingdom first. It simply means seeking God's kingdom first. Matthew 6, verse 33, our anchor text says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. So seeking God's kingdom first involves us putting the will of God above other things. Before you seek your own desire, think about the will of God. Hallelujah. So to drive home this message uh, this afternoon, I want us to consider three dimensions to seeking God's kingdom first. Three dimensions to seeking God's kingdom first. The first is seek to be a part of God's kingdom. Just a snapple. How many of us are part of God's kingdom? Yes, you are born again, you are a Christian, you love God, are you a part of God's kingdom? Yes, hallelujah. So one thing that Jesus Christ, or one of the parables that Jesus used to drive home the, 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 the concept of God's kingdom is the parable of the treasure in the field. And that's from Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. For you to seek to be part of the kingdom of God, you must be ready to give up certain things to get the kingdom of God. Imagine someone told you that there is a portion of uh, a plot of land just behind the church or somewhere in Swansea. And if you buy that plot of land, you can find gold. Is gold still valuable now, Dr. Austin? Yes? Or you can find oil, crude oil. What? Vibranium. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so if someone tells you you can find a precious metal in that land, and they are told that that land only costs maybe 20,000 pounds, how many of us will not look back and say, maybe sell a car, sell a house, sell anything to even buy that land? Hallelujah. Or even borrow money. Because you know that there is something precious in that land. 
And that's the same thing for us. There is something precious, treasure in the kingdom of God. We must be willing and ready to give up things in order to be part of that kingdom. Paul, as we know him, was a lawyer. He was high-ranking in the Jewish council. But when, when he had an encounter with Jesus, he gave up that position for Jesus. Matthew was a tax collector. Tax collectors are part of the richest in those days. But what? Matthew gave it up and became a follower of Jesus. Barnabas gave, down, gave up land to become a follower of Jesus. Peter gave up the fishes, the boat, and the nets to become a follower of Jesus. Now that you are a born-again Christian, now that you are a child of God, now that you are part of the kingdom, what have you given up to be part of this kingdom? Hallelujah. So God has not actually hidden his kingdom away from us, but he is hiding it for us to discover by seeking it out. So for you and I to be part of this kingdom, we must first of all put God's will first. For you to be part of God's kingdom, you must first of all put God's will first. Now, previously I asked us, what are you passionate about? But I must be sincere with you. Most times, what you are passionate about has the ability to draw you out of the kingdom. As an individual, I'm passionate about studying academics. But you know the interesting thing? I could spend time studying, reading, researching, and I might not read my Bible. I'm passionate about it. Could God use that ability to, and passion to research, to study for his purpose? Yes. But I, if I'm not careful, I can spend the whole day researching, reading things, and not focus on the Bible. For some of us, we are so passionate about service. We serve all our hearts, but we forget to serve the master. We work so hard for God, and we forget our work with God. Being passionate is very crucial. But for your passion to be of benefit, it has to be in line with the will of God. Hallelujah. Once you understand this, you then begin to make conscious decisions to ensure that your passion will not take you out of God's will. Praise God. I love, I love studying, and I decided to join the Bible study team or teaching unit. You know what that means? No matter how much I want to run, because I have to teach, I have to study. Praise God. You are passionate about people, helping people. But you can be, if you are not careful, you will run so much to help and help and help, and you are helping outside the kingdom. So if you are passionate, we have the welfare team, we have the ushering team, we have different units within the church that you can serve in and use your passion for the sake of the kingdom. So we must be willing to put God's will above our own will. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Bible says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, we enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. So the question is, what is this God's will? The will of God is to pursue holiness. The will of God is to pursue holiness. We must live our life in a way that reflects the image of God. Think about it. 
in the past 24 hours with the things you have done, is that what God would have done? With the things you, can, you have done in the past 24 hours, if you have to fast forward and play it on the screen, is that what God would have done? Hallelujah. So for us as Christians, we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness, holiness, sanctification, that is the will of God for us as Christians. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. Bible says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. We are in the end of time. Bible says the love of many shall was cold. Years ago, there's always what we call the sanctity of marriage, but now it's just free for all. For you and I as believers, God is saying that we must be sanctified. We must abstain from every form of sexual immorality. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16, the Bible says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. God has called us to live a life of holiness. And that is the ultimate will of God. Another point here is that we must live a sacrificial life. We must live a sacrificial life. We must be ready to give up things for the sake of the kingdom. Paul gave up his position. Matthew gave up his wealth. Barnabas gave up land. Peter gave up fishes, gave up nets, gave up the boat. What have you given up for the sake of the kingdom? Bible says, let us therefore lay aside every weight and sin. Weight might not be sin, but weight can be something that will stop you from running the race of the kingdom. Not everything that will stop people from entering into heaven is sin. But weights can be stop you from running the race that is set before you. So when you are faced with a challenge, when you are faced with an important decision, what choice do you make? Do you make the choice that will advance the kingdom of God or the one that the flesh and the body is telling you to go for? When you are faced with a challenging decision, ask yourself, what will Jesus do? And once you figure out that this is what Jesus will do, if Jesus will flare up and take off his suit and start bouncing, go ahead. Hallelujah. If that is how Jesus Christ will behave, then do it. But we know that the spirit that is in Jesus is that spirit of unity, calmness. And I pray that Lord will give us this grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's consider another point. That for you and I, to, be, to pursue the kingdom of God passionately, we must seek to enjoy the benefits in God's kingdom. Now, we talked about the parable of the treasure in the field. This man went and bought the entire field just to get the treasure. Now, we all know that treasures are something good, right? Yes? So treasures... Is, has its own benefit. So when we are part of God's kingdom, there are blessings and advantages to being part of God's kingdom. And for us as citizens of heaven, God is ultimately responsible for your provision and sustenance. 
Hallelujah. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 to 34 that we read. Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. God is able to meet that needs of yours. Hallelujah. Many a times we always say to ourselves, oh, I have, bills to, I have bills to pay. Yes, it is true that we have bills to pay, but we know that it is not in the amount of your labor. It is in the favor of God on what you are doing. Hallelujah. There are many people. Let me just give you an instance. One is working very hard, but every day the car breaks down and has to pay a lot of money to fix the car. He needs a car for work, and he's fixing the car every week. Hallelujah. But there are people that they have similar car, but they're not fixing it every week. Hallelujah. God is able to make provision for your sustenance as long as you, uh, you, you put him first in everything that we do. Hallelujah. So for us as believers, we have been called to follow Jesus and to become his disciples. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Bible says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Following Jesus is about you looking unto him, following him, you know the way they say it, bumper to bumper. Hallelujah. Now yesterday during the retreat, we were listening to a message and the, the man of God was saying that, if you are going in a, to a place and you, you are following somebody, maybe you are driving, once the person is ahead of you, if the person speed up, what do you do? You speed up. If the person indicates left, what do you do? You indicate left. Why? Because you are following that person. Hallelujah. If anyone comes in between you and that person, what do you do? You overtake or you horn and say, please get out of the way. I'm following somebody. Just the same way. When sin wants to come between us, and Jesus, what do we do? We overtake. Hallelujah. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. So for us as believers, we must be so passionate about God that we pursue him on a daily basis. Studying our Bible to know more about him. Praise the Lord. Like I asked those that came for the first service. How many of us are with our Bible? Yes? Add copy Bible, physical Bible. Wave, wave, wave. Facebook Bible, okay, fewer. How many of us are with our digital Bible, digital Bible? Hallelujah. Very more of us, hallelujah. But the interesting thing, if I ask you to open your settings, and I will begin to check how much time you spend opening your, with your digital Bible compared to Instagram, will it blow it out of the water? <laughs> hallelujah. For you and I as believers, God is expecting us to spend more time in knowing him. God wants us to obey him. Hallelujah. Now somebody was saying, I want, if I want to know where your heart is, show me your bank statement. Where you spend your money is where your heart is. Hallelujah. Someone said Amazon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Where you spend your money is where your heart is. I will take it a, for, a step further. Where you spend most of your time is where your, your, your heart is. Hallelujah. Let us watch. You have 24 hours. What are you doing with 24 hours? 
And the more we know him as the truth, the way we become free, freedom from every form of oppression, freedom from every form of de de depression, from bad habits, because we are prioritizing God. We are giving him our full attention. Hallelujah. The last point we will consider, three dimensions. The third one is that we must seek to extend God's kingdom. We must seek to extend God's kingdom. When you abide in Jesus, when you abide in the kingdom, you begin to feed on the word of God. And the word of God has the ability to transform you. Someone who was angry before they gave their life to Christ, by the time they begin to feed on the word of God, they become calm and patient. The word of God, through the Holy Spirit, is able to transform the, and strengthen the weaknesses of your temperament. Now, once we are transformed, we become like a city that is set on the hill. People begin to see us and say, there is something different about this person. And they want to come near to you to know more about you. How? Everybody is always frowning in this office. You are always smiling. Why are you always smiling? Somebody wants to know. And that is an, a window for you to share the word of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is about his will being done on earth. Like we read in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And the ultimate will of God is that all men be saved. God does not want anybody to perish. He wants everyone to be saved. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. The Bible says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth. Can God count on you to share that knowledge of truth? Bible says, how can they save if they have not here? Hallelujah. So God is counting on us to go and share the good news, to take the glad tidings to the world. Like pastor used to say, Christianity is a hungry man telling another hungry person where he found food. There is something delicious. How many of us, and you know that other people, your, your, your family, your, your friends are hungry. How many of us will now say, come and eat? Praise God. How many of us will hide that box of pizza when your friend knocked the door? <laughs> Praise God. Of course, if you consider that person your friend, you won't do that. It's just the same thing with Christianity. You know God. You enjoy the dividend of being a Christian. Why not share it with other people? Hallelujah. So God is expecting us to go out and share the kingdom with other people. And the kingdom of God will not come. You know, many, we know that rapture will take place. Of course, the word rapture is not in the Bible, but the day that Jesus Christ will appear again is at hand. And this day will only come when the word of God has been preached all over the world. Bible says in Matthew 24 verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. So God is expecting us to put efforts into promoting the kingdom, sacrificing for this kingdom and talking about the kingdom in order for his kingdom to come on earth. The kingdom of God coming on earth means that there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. There will be no more shame. There will be no more hustle. There will be no more running without meeting things. The kingdom of God will put an end to every form of frustration, every form of sickness. We must do our part 
to bring down the kingdom of God by extending his kingdom to every area. And I will close with the fact that church planting is one way that we can bring the kingdom of God to every uh, corner of the, of the head. One of the questions that comes to mind every time I drive past some churches is that have you wondered that there are churches in almost every corner in the UK? Yes? Whether it now become mosque or gym or whatever, they got it right. Because everywhere you have a church, where people are calling upon the name of the Lord, there is a light in that environment. If there were drug use, if there were uh, there negative vices in that environment, put a church there, everything will disappear. Why? Because the light has to shine in darkness. So God is calling on you. You are a church. You are that ecclesia. They called out once. Everywhere you are, there must be a light. And I pray that the Lord will help you and I to do this in Jesus' name. So the question that comes to mind as you leave this place, can God count on you to extend his kingdom in this week? Can God count on you to extend his kingdom as we go into the new month? As we continue in 2023, can God count on you to extend his kingdom? And it's my prayer that God will give us that grace to do so in Jesus' name. So in conclusion, being passionate about God's kingdom involves having a deep love for God and a desire to serve him and promote his purposes with energy and enthusiasm while trusting him to provide for our needs as citizens of his kingdom. Think of it. If you are a football fan and your, your team is playing, you know that energy. That kind of energy is what God is expecting you to use to promote the kingdom of God. And I pray God will give us that grace in Jesus' name. If you are here and you know that you are still not part of that kingdom, you have another opportunity, even as we rise up on our feet, you have another opportunity to commit yourself to God. Or perhaps you were once in the kingdom and now you have run out of the kingdom. You have another opportunity now. Why not bow down your heads even as you rise up on our feet? Let's rise up on our feet. Let's just pray that the Lord in his infinite mercy will touch us in the mighty name of Jesus. Cause us to be on fire for him. Steer us up again in the mighty name of Jesus. Every love and passion that is dry, that, that is waxing cold, pray that the Lord will restore in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will strengthen you from on high in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Everlasting Father, we say thank you for your word that you have brought unto us. Lord, we pray that your word will, help, will strengthen us in the name of Jesus. We pray in that area that we are falling short, that your word has opened our eyes to. Lord, we pray that you help us to strengthen in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as brothers and sisters, help us to strengthen ourselves in the name of Jesus. And help us, O oh Lord, to put you first in everything that we do in the name of Jesus. And give us that grace to tirelessly advance your kingdom on earth in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.